0: Hello, ciao, and welcome back to the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. My name is Benedetta Jumpa and I'm the host and creator of this podcast, People of the Internet. I'm back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. The Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman is back i'm happy and excited for a new month happy september like yay yeah 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 like i love september by the way i was born in september so in uh, 15 days about so it will be my birthday and i'm very excited about that because well your girl she's gonna turn last birthday in the 20s so that's gonna be interesting and uh, yes oh my gosh I hope I'm not gonna enter into a like pre-middle life crisis but that's okay we are back like summer break in Italy are major 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 things so I was on break from the last week of July till the very not the very last week of August, but just the week before the last week of August, and that has been great. So normally, what I do during the summer, I work for a university, I study abroad campus to be precise. So what I do every summer is this: I take a break. Uh, as soon as I take a break, normally I go home to my family because I don't really get to be home like throughout the year because. I work in Rome, and honestly, there are so to travel every weekend, I don't have that in my body, uh, so for me, it would be like, during the summertime, I get the opportunity to spend time with my family, go back home, see my, also my cousins, uh, especially my nephews, like, oh my goodness, my precious nephews, and... Uh, and one of my nephew's birthday is in july as well so for us it's a great opportunity to come together as a family and stuff like that so i really love that for me so that was nice why italians make such a big deal out of summer holidays you may ask i don't know so basically in august especially august is the biggest deal so there's some people that do go on holidays in june sometimes when the the school ends and there are people that go on holidays in september but the biggest period where you will see people like closing for holiday it would be august why because in august we have the 15th of august which is ferragosto and why did i say that so randomly it's ferragosto yes and uh, so originally a pagan holiday of course because it celebrated emperor augustus at the time but when like uh well christianity to be more precise catholicism to place they started like adopting like more adapting the festivities that were pagan festivities to christian festivities so from there like ferragosto the went became, I was going to speak in Italian, oh my gosh, uh, became the Maria, like the Assunzione di Maria, so the Assumption of Mary. So Catholics believe that in Mary and the Assumption of Mary. So Ferragosto, that's the period where if you call an Italian office, most likely you will not receive an answer or your email, you will not receive an answer to your email because people are on holiday so what do italians love to do during their holiday time so normally they'll love the seaside or the mountains mostly so some people do like a week by the seaside for example and another week uh by the mountains so it really depends on people I honestly didn't grow up doing that to be completely honest I come from a working class family an immigrant family the money were what they were so I went oftentimes to the lakes uh, the biggest holiday that I went to when I was little was when I went to Ghana when I was 10 years old in 2002 so that was the or biggest holiday that I went to but for the rest during the year really I didn't go to any sea locations whatsoever if we have summer Break normally mm, with my dad or my mom and my siblings. What we would do is we'll try to do some activities around our area or go visit family and friends. So that normally will happen during summer. Honestly, um, did I feel I miss out? Mm, not too much. It was just odd when I would come back from school and everybody be like, I went to the seaside, I went to the mountain, and be be like, mm, I've just been here in home. i found played with other kids, and that's it. So actually, I started more going to the sea side as an adult and that's been pretty nice and that was pretty cool. So I do like the seaside despite I can't swim and if you follow on my main Instagram you will know like I said it like I was in my per- the town where my parents live and uh, these guys they were doing canoeing and they were like oh do you want to jump on and I was like mate do you see me do you think I can swim of course not so yeah I can't swim but anyway so I wish sometimes I would spend more time by the seaside so but it was still nice although I discovered a new place by my house by the lake that I grew up by I grew up by the Lake Isel which Brescia has, an oh my gosh, I was gonna say two major lakes, but the other lakes as well, but the major ones are Lake Garda and Lake Iseo. So Lake Garda is the biggest one. Meanwhile, Lake Iseo is smaller. And then there are the smaller ones, like Lake Hydro, for example, and other tiny lakes as well. And uh, so I grew up mainly by the Lake Kiselle area. And there is a lovely like pathway for which you can walk by the lake. You can chill. There are the swan and everything is so cute. And it brings me so much memories because it reminds me of my childhood. Because one thing we would do as a family, we would go oftentimes to get ice cream. I get mint and strawberry because I don't know, all the family will get mint and strawberry. And my sister Daniela will always spill the ice cream. That's one of my finest summer memories and yeah so summer summer for me is my favorite season my favorite time and i absolutely love 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 summer although my summer well, started be a bit, little bit chaotic, so I was all over the place emotionally, mentally, but we recovered from that for different reasons that happened, for different variety of reasons, you know, some work rage, stress, and other things and so on. So that was a little bit chaotic. I got the biggest COVID skirt and probably I said it probably in the previous episode and that was not fun, that was not nice because normally I don't, like, I don't feel I see a lot of people So that was a lot and uh, I don't know, I had really mixed feelings about it because of course like I got vaccinated, I got two doses and I'm someone who is very careful when it comes to COVID, there are people that are comfortable inviting people to the houses, they're comfortable like hanging out with people in close spaces, like I'm sometimes okay with it, but I'm not really like the most comfortable with it because sometimes it can be like very risky. So when I see that in the U.S. people are having concerts and I see people with no mask, I'm just that just gives me anxiety. So so I'm just like, please, I'm here to remind you, winter is coming. Please get vaccinated so you can deal with a little bit less of the consequences of COVID. Please uh, keep your guards up. Like for me, it was like. What I was frustrated about this situation. It was the fact that I felt like. "Mm, Maybe I should have been more careful. Although I was very careful at the same time. I hung out with this group of people outside. That for me was fine. And luckily the low exposure. Because I was outside. And I was vaccinated. But please remember that if you're vaccinated. That's not equal that you are immune to the virus. So be very careful. You can still carry the virus. And you can still get it. So please I really hope and pray for you. That you do not. But like yeah. Please be very mindful. So, but outside of COVID skirts and many other things, it was exciting. To I finally took my first solo trip to Puglia. I went to Brindisi. It was last minute. I just wanted to go to the seaside. And I came across some cheap tickets thanks to my sister, Miriam. And as I came across some cheap tickets from Rome, I was like, I'm booking this place, this other place. And my sister recommended this place that she found on booking. And I was like, okay cool so I'm going for a day in Puglia I went to Brindisi and I went to Polignan Mare. and oh my goodness I never felt so welcome and so helped in this country like wow people are nice and that was actually my first time in the southern part of Italy so that was very 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 nice I was happy that I did something out of my comfort zone and that was amazing 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 and that gave me an opportunity to talk to people uh, talk to strangers getting help uh, meet strangers and be helped out uh, people like to pictures for me as well and i was actually hoping and praying to be able to find people to take pictures although i took a mini stand to take pictures and take solo pictures but of course when someone takes the pictures for you that's a lot better but literally i fell in love with Puglia and honestly like i think i cannot wait to go back and explore new places it was the first time that took a plane in the middle of the global pandemic and it's been a while because folks like I I used to travel pretty often especially between 2018 and 2019 between train planes I would get off a train get on a plane it was just a lot people it was just a lot but we did it at the time so but it was also like travel brings you a little bit of anxiety but also helps you to expand your horizons and learn about new people new cultures so even if i was still in italy it was just nice to see like oh okay this is how the people in the south live this is how they do their pizza like i had the biggest deeper deepest pan pizza that i've had in this country so it was just very nice and yeah definitely I do recommend going to Puglia and understand now why people love Puglia so much and when it comes to summer I started spending time with my family I saw my friends couple of them and my closest friend she's getting married oh my goodness I was so happy and hashtag adult at some point like you just go home and your friends are getting married it was nice because I didn't know before that she got engaged and it was just nice the way like she showed me the ring I had no clue what was happening and I was so happy and excited so shout out to Roberta and Marco which are probably not listening to this podcast because anyway it's in English but whatever but it's just nice I'm very excited for that and I hope this would motivate me furthermore to get fit and looking good the wedding coming up next year that's gonna give me a little bit of a motivation and uh, outside of that uh Italy, like was shining like summer this summer was marked by summer event we know about the Euro cup i already told you in uh, the previous episode i believe episode probably 17th and if you want to know how i feel about the italian winning the heroes like just go and listen to a couple of episodes ago but uh italy has been shining this year it's been a year of rebirth and i didn't have much joy about the Euros, but i exploded when it came to the victory of the men relay and also and especially the victory of the man mark marcel jacobs on the 100 meters man i've been watching athletics literally all my life so for me it's just uh, it gives me so much joy to see an italian man being the fastest man in the world so that has been very nice with all the politics around it but this is not an episode that we will talk about today but i'll let you know that marcel jacobs is someone that is biracial is mixed race so he's half black and half white his mom is white italian and his dad is black american so that was very interesting to see like him winning and yes so while watching the olympic i noticed that in the past between the 70s and 80s actually they weren't that many athletes from the global south and i was like wow i would watch certain competitions like the 10,000 meters the 5,000 meters and predominantly the athletes were white and these are disciplines that in the last like 20 30 years i've been dominated black especially people from from the sub-Saharan continent, so that's been very interesting to see. But wow, why is this so? Well, we've seen a more access from the global south to athletics competition international competition i believe thanks to globalization also based on a comment that i heard during the closing ceremony of tokyo and also i believe thanks to the colonization so as i said in the previous episode sports has a lot to do with national identity so as nations were able to free themselves from the colonial ties sports has helped them to build a national identity and uh, and a strength so that's been like really amazing to see and I was interesting to observe how our world has changed because as i said before it's like we have this idea that sport is equal we have this idea that people do have equal access to sport but actually that's not the case because we live in a society that's not always fair it's not always just and especially like the resources are oftentimes in the end of a smaller portion of the world that is normally like white and western nations, so that is important to acknowledge that when it comes to sports but also it is important to realize that this does not only affect when it comes to the participation of athletes, but also the exclusion of athletes throughout the Olympics that are supposed to represent equality and equal access. We have seen like the exclusion of swim cups from Afro Air because they argue the committee argued that they swimming cups are supposed to follow the natural head shake. i'm just asking general olympic committee can you please explain us what do you mean by natural head shake? don't worry you don't have to answer right now but i will help you answer this question okay so my assumption and my understanding i'm getting for you that you only understand as natural head shape heads and hair that are straight and do belong to the caucasian population of this globe but and for this reason you consider that as natural and as usual yet again you consider like what grows of how the black people's hair are natural and that's very problematic that's for sure. But one of the biggest problems that I observed throughout the Olympics, it has been the exclusion of black African female athletes based on high level of testosterone. That it's just out of order. That's just out of order. Absolutely. Of course, we have the famous case of Carthus Semenya, which is actually an intersex athlete, which is something that I didn't know in the past, that she was intersex. Which, what does that mean? Means that she was born with both genders, and the doctors have assigned to her the gender of female. So, she's been socialized, and she lived a life as a female. So, due about, based on these tests that are running, they're excluding her for the international competition and that's really hurt her. And I may understand, like now understand better what it means like to be excluded for that. And that's very disappointing Um, coming from the Olympic Committee. And also, Namibian, Namibian sprinters, especially recently, have been excluded from competing in Tokyo 2020 Olympics. We got Christine Mandoma, I hope I pronounce her name correctly if you have any east norway well that's south african sorry i was getting my geography wrong i'm sorry and that's beatrice mazelin mazelinci i believe or mazelinky i believe that's the name i've been excluded from the 12 olympics why for because the olympic committee thinks that their level of testosterone is too high it's just crazy because it's crazy how these laws especially affect black women and literally don't affect all women because I saw like people talking about it and be like oh it's a women issue it's a women issue but it's important that we are intersectional which means we consider multiple categories which have been underrepresented and marginalized throughout history when we're talking about a certain issues without like internationalized and universal it is very important that we do so because certain challenges are specific. Me as a black woman, as a black African woman, I may have a challenge in common with uh in this case I would say a white western woman but there are times where our challenges are not the same they are not the same because we are not being socialized in the same way because for different variety of reasons which include in not seeing black women as feminine not seeing black women as as worthy to be protected and so for this reason we have this idea of the strong black woman so it's just interesting for me this exclusion of athletes and I had to think about it thanks to an article on this online platform called the submarine and I think they did a great analysis the only thing I wish they would have spoken more about intersectionality in the article but it's just crazy this level of testosterone are based mainly on Western women they're not based on other women let it be women in Asia let it be women in Latin America because the issue of testosterone is an issue that affects even Native women, affects uh, Black women, affects different women highly compared to White women so we need to consider that and the youth and the Olympic Committee needs to really look at these values and needs to think about like, should Should we edit them, should we modify, shall we do new research where we understand that different people do have different level of testosterone and something this is just not only based on somebody like ethnic background or race this is just based on something somebody individual issue i remember in the past when i was a teenager you know like you almost change all the time and so as i was training and working out and being an athlete my testosterone level was a little bit messed up but let me tell you did this, this did not increase particularly i feel honestly my performance. I'm someone who trained consistently, who worked consistently and it's just like, that's something normal that at every point in somebody's, and especially in a woman's life, there'll be times where like, maybe your testosterone will be higher or lower. And it's important to acknowledge that. And the Olympic Committee has to do so. And, and this practice is very discriminatory especially towards black African female athletes and that's problematic and this is tied to the idea of how we perceive femininity and also it ties to the idea of how like in this article that we say how we praise like genetical modification when it comes to male male athletes this article that I read specifically refers to Michael Phelps because Michael Phelps produced less like la, um, acid like latic acid compared than the standard athlete of course that's gonna make you go faster of course that's gonna make you go stronger so why is that praise but when other women accidentally literally because these women, these Nambibian sprinters, they are transgender women produce higher level of testosterone, why can we not praise that and say that they're cheating we really need to unpack some issues the Olympic committee and CO and I don't know who I need to write to to make sure that this issue gets fixed because it's very shameful and so unequal so please let's pro. i told myself i would try to keep it shorter so as <laughs> so talking about this issue and talking about femininity and black women shall we talk about love island yes love island uk to be exact, yes, because my summer has been characterized by the fact that I've been watching a lot of reviews about Love Island and been reading a lot of tweets about Love Island, liking a lot of tweets about Love Island and uh, just loving Love Island, basically. Basically, my summer has been a lot about Love Island, I've been watching a lot of videos i've been making fun of uh, jake i'm sorry jake but i kept them doing a whole block. Like, you think that's all me yeah you think that's on me when jake was called out for playing around with his boys when they were in casa so casa is a place where like literally so this game consists in having couples like um people coupled up they get to know each other they make out and whatsoever and they play games so there are times where there are reshuffles, there are times where there are bombshells that come in. So there are new people that do come in and get to join the show if they find a couple and have a nice day. And people also leave the show as well based on votes from the public or place of votes from people from the villa. So I try to make it very short and simple. So what's been interesting about this show, what upset and what drew me to it, I see that every year the same issue emerge when it comes to darker skinned women which I'm just very confused about why is there like still the same issue every year so I really have to step in and say like what's happening here I wanna know a little bit more about it so I just went and checked what was happening I discovered that my girl Cass was can scan we can't scan we like our girl Cass she has been excluded from like not excluded from the villa but she has not been fully acknowledged in her beauty and in her full essence. Because she's a beautiful girl. Or has origin, uh, I believe, Southern African, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, I think the flag it's Zambia. Yes, she has Zambia origin. She's a beautiful dark skin babbling woman and it's been very interesting the way people are being the way people are acted around there the way the production played dirty on air um she was friendly though with most the people of in the villa because people the couples do stay in the stay in the the stay in the show they stay in the villa and they sleep in a place like like each couple sleep in a bed in the same room which that's very odd because there are times when they're having like (laughs) sexual intercourse aka sex and uh, mm, the place I think would be smelling funny and would be really weird but anyway we move (laughs) so this is the show and it's been interesting because I cause in the beginning she was feeling very unattractive and not appreciated by the male contestants that were there because mainly these male contestants were interested in blonde and blue-eyed women and i feel also that's the narrative that love island tries to push as well and the beauty standard and then it will be like let's put some diversity there let's check the diversity box so let's put an asian woman and a black woman and that's it and then we put like of course couple of black men and some mixed race Mixed race men. So, and oftentimes, this black man and mixed race, mixed race are not attracted to black women. Which means, like, it's not, it's not by force that, of course, that somebody has to be attracted. But, well, uh, well, 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 I'm saying it wrong. But basically, like, they need to be attracted to the personality more than the race. But of course, the race plays an aspect in who you're attracted to, of course. And people do have preferences, but it's problematic that oftentimes the pe- people that have preferences that are not. black women and that includes black men, so that's so disappointing and annoying and I hated the fact how like this man treated my girl Kaz in the villa. First of all, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. A man like Tyler. So I wanted to cast out a Tyler after like he swayed his way in Casa more and decided to pick Clarice over Kaz. I was mad about that. Some of you will be like, What is she talking about? Just pretend you're following and understanding what I'm saying. And Clarice, she's a dark, lighter skinned woman, a light skin privilege as hurt the spirit because in the end of the day tyler went back to Kaz who was in a couple way and uh, Clarice's spirit was hurt because she was speak she was speak uh like Kaz like she was like she was excluded because a darker skinned woman was picked over her and that was a that hurt somebody some people's feelings and we need to talk a little bit more about like light skin privilege as well and probably i should get people to talk about light skin privilege especially people from those communities and uh, and also those communities that background and my girl being gorgeous, uh the production of player dirty, they portray her as angry, they only show her when she was mostly in argumentative situations and even when she argued a point my girl showed knowledge and class but I saw like many in the villa, especially black men, calling her aggressive and I saw also the production try to portray the narrative despite this person being cast being very like probably a welcoming to everybody so that was very crazy and also when it comes to the black men there in the villa For example, men like Teddy and Aaron that had so much vim for my girl Cass. The way I was gonna go and argue with them through the screen. They were absolutely absurd. Of course, these men were men in couples with white women. And they were like, oh, like the craziest episode was when Teddy told Cass like why she was shaking her head why they were having a discussion. Some couple votes, and I was like, Sir, you had no energy for your women, and she was rude to people, she was screaming at you cursing at you be disrespectful on national tv you didn't say anything to her you didn't say to calm down you didn't tell faye to like um not even calm down but you didn't address her behavior you didn't addre- call her behavior problematic but girl like us shakes her head once and you will be like cuz why you shaking your head for i was like bruv just go sit down why so much vim that you didn't add for your girl like for your girl faye your blonde girl i'm sorry you should have just like kept quiet and you will have looked nicer. So that's why I don't read really Teddy. I don't read really nobody of that, none of these men. Because they're just like opening them up too much. And not like uplifting black women. Like I like when I see that black men are uplifting black women. Of course I feel like black women oftentimes like are really eager to stick by black men. But I feel sometimes black men are not as eager, and especially I'm talking about black men in the West. Then when it comes to African men, I think sometimes they do that a little bit more compared to Western men and uh, uh, that Western uh, men of African descent, I will say. But that was just very sad to see that double standard. And also the producers need to get people that actually, like they need to get men or women that are interested in different type of people because of course if it's the getting me the uh welsh guy that's into blondes you're getting me the black guy that's into blondes. you're getting me a bunch of people that are into blondes um you like what's the asian contestant and black contestant doing that? they're just checking the diversity box again. So really like diversity is not about numbers. It's about like acknowledging what's actually happening about different issues of communities and acknowledging that oh okay people may be attra- attracted to different range of people but you need to get like people that are actually attracted to like black and Asian women. Like please I also come on with the men. Like I feel there is a lot of emasculation of Asian men. I've not seen one is Asian man on this show especially this season I've not seen South Asian men really rarely see, especially this ed- edition So like the diversity is really lacking coming from a country like the UK. Especially like more than the country like the UK. Coming from a country that has a capital as London, I would say. And cities that are very multicultural like I don't know, Birmingham, like Manchester. Like each place is in the UK have their little multicultural communities. So it's a little bit strange that that's all you can come up with because when you go even in the city like London you honestly see like diverse range of of people like dating each other with different racial backgrounds so I'm sure you're able to find men that are interested in Asian black women but when you do so you're making these women feeling isolated and feeling unwanted and the women may think there is something wrong with them but actually is the pool of candidates that are out there so I conclude this episode by saying listen sometimes it's not you're ugly sometimes it's not like you're not good enough sometimes you just need to go where you appreciate okay so this is the little nugget that i'm gonna leave you with i managed to keep it under 40 minutes so please clap for me at the end of this episode And let me tell you this thank you so much for listening i'm glad you are here with me you listened throughout today let me wish you a wonderful and amazing September full of blessings and opportunities for each one of you. Uh, September is like similar to January is a new start. So please I'm hoping for a new start for myself and I wish that for you as well. So please uh be blessed i wish you really all the best and please don't forget to follow the chronicles of a black italian women at chronicles of a B I W on um, on instagram i was getting lost there a little bit you can follow my page main page as well at smiley benny too so please do follow me on instagram if you like you would like And also, please, please, please share this episode. Share this episode with someone if you enjoyed it. Ask me questions. Send me feedback. I want to hear from you as always. Thank you. Take care. I appreciate you. Bye. Ciao, ciao.